It's another trombonus episode. It's just Rob, Slynn, Engineer Joey, and a pocket full of dreams. We are all assholes, so let's party. We drunkenly interview the Planet Smashers. That's right, you heard me. On Checkered Pass, the Scodcast. What up, Checkerheads? Welcome to Checkered Pass, the Scodcast with Celine and Rob. The show where a scabernak and a skankophone explore the history and impact of a different band each episode and hope to bring in new fans along the way. I'm Rob, and this is my sister and co-host, Celine. We'll say that again. Scalis. Scalis. We're French. And here, as always on (laughs) Trombonus, is Engineer Joey. Hello, I'm not French. Oh, you didn't have one? The, no, I, I thought of Skankaphone, and I'm like, God, that had to have been a name. The Skankaphones? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's perfect. Fun. Totally, totally. It's like Skanglophones? No, Skankaphone is way better. Skanglophones. <laughs> no, I don't like it. That's, that's That'd be the rival good. band. <laughs> yeah. In, in Montreal. Skanglophones versus the Skankaphones. Skankaphones? Skankaphones. It does work. It's better. Yeah. That's right. I put a lot. Of, <laughs> I put a lot of thought into this. You and your French purity. Sixty seconds worth of thought went into my puns today, okay. uh, and it's on theme because if we're talking about French puns, we're talking about French ska. So we're talking about the Planet Smashers. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was a segue. Organic. Got there. I'm organic, like uh, ten feet of a grocery store. <laughs> Good one. Organic. Slynn? Nope. Uh, this is this is going to be an episode where we are fully breaking format. Yeah, this yeah. is. Uh, I'm not going to lie. So I'm, I'm. I haven't heard any of this yet, and I don't remember much. Um. So yeah, this is a mixture of emotions for me. <laughs> listening back on it, I remember being bold. I remember I, being very bold. I partied the least I had fun. hard, I think, uh, as far as Me beers too. were concerned. <laughs> and I would say neither of you were shameful. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I, I partied the least hard <laughs> out of everyone in that place. So let's let's talk about what happened. So basically, I'm going to set the stage. This episode is going to be uh, several segments broken up of an interview we did with Canada's The Planet Smashers. So how this came about, uh, we went to a show that they played, a Stomp Anniversary, 26th Anniversary show that was at the Starlight Room in Edmonton uh, that featured a ton of Stomp bands. It started at like 5 in the afternoon and went until 1 in the morning. Uh, there was the Anti-Queens, the Real Sickies, Ray Gun Cowboys... It was pretty stacked. Really only one ska band, if I'm going to be honest, and that was the Planet Smashers headlining. Lots of billies. But so much of Billy. So much of There's a lot of billies. There's a lot of billies. A lot there. of billies. Uh, <laughs> and they came out to play. It was packed with <laughs> yeah. billies. Yeah. Billy, there's no shortage of billies in Edmonton. And Celine knew every Big single billy. one. Yeah, me and Joey were talking about how we went in there with like a whole bunch of like stickers and we're just like looking for people we know. And Joey knew a couple and then I knew like one guy. But it was like psychobilly central. And Celine was just like, oh, I know her. I know him. I know her. I know him. I know the bartender. I'm going here. I'm going here. And, like, blah, blah. and so Celine was like wallflowering the whole night. Yeah. Handing out stickers. That, but were the stickers handed out? That's right. It got the job done. Um, yeah. 
And so a, a Bitly reunion, okay. an Edmonton Bitly reunion. Uh, and but then we came in with a microphone and we had this huge plan that we were going to just like hook it up to Joey's laptop or to uh, your tablet and just do like man on the street interviews with people and be just like, what do you think about the planet smashers? And we like, oh, like, well, that's fun. Right. That'll be. Did a- you guys do that at all? No, 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 oh, no. no. <laughs> but. I'm going to throw it to engineer Joey because through his uh, love of smoking marijuana on a sidewalk, he was able to hook something up for <laughs> There's us. There's nothing Joey so, loves So more. tell the story, Joey. So I've uh, played in bands for like a long time in the Edmonton scene, and I know that the easiest way to talk to anybody in a band is just be like a jaded dude smoking a joint outside of a venue. So uh, when we got there, um, Rob and I went to the merch uh table where Matt was, the singer-guitarist for the Planet Smashers, and uh, we handed him a couple of stickers and said, hey, man, we're with the podcast, and they'd interacted with our Twitter and stuff, so they, we knew that they were aware of us, and he said, oh, you got to talk to our trombone player. He's our Twitter guy, so I said, right on. We had no idea what he looked like or who he was, so um, we went, and while the real sickies were playing uh, for their last song, they brought up the horn players from the Planet Smashers, which was sick. They added a lot to the music. It was a lot of fun, but I was like... That's the fucking guy. The guy with the beard. We got to go talk to that guy. So uh, as soon as the band ended, as uh, you know, as, I, as, I, as tradition dictates, I went outside to smoke a doobie. Um, and I lost Rob on the way. And I was outside standing there. And lo and behold, there was uh, that the trombone guy. That guy. Out. The very guy. The, that's the fucking that's the guy. Ver- that's the very guy. Yep. So I just went up to him and I had my, we made checkered pass t-shirts. For the event, so we were identifiable, and I unzipped my T-shirt and I said, "Hey, I'm with this podcast." And he was like, "Oh man, are you Rob?" And I was like, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> but, but we BS for a couple of minutes. Are and then you Rob the Rob? <laughs> and then I, Aww, I found my way Rob. outside. I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> and then I think Pat, oh, I'm Robert. Yeah, that Ooh. absolutely. I might, I definitely had my finger up my nose and my beanie was spinning, and. <laughs> I went over and uh, he's like, oh, I love the podcast. I got some issues with your Planet Smashers episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Where he said fair. I disagree with them or something like that. I was like, oh, that's funny. Uh, and so, yeah. Your we opinion's got... not valid here, sir. <laughs> and he just was like, do you want to do an interview? He's like, we'll figure something out. We can do it here at the venue or you can come back and drink beers at our, our hotel. He's like, I can get Matt and I could probably get somebody else. And yeah, like. Lo and behold, fast forward three hours later to when many the- Burt Reynolds shots have passed. Yeah, the and tiny mushroom the, I took hey, there's kicked the, in. There's the time scotching for this episode. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that's yeah. the time. The time scotching was only three hours in this episode. And Planet Smashers played their set. They ripped. It was awesome. I fell. Did you? I fell a few times. Oh, I, she didn't, said I did she, not recognize uh, that. There was I skanked this, the whole there time. There was this dude uh, that was always near me somehow because I I stand like on the edge of the pit. I don't really get into it. Plus I was carrying my like tablet and microphones and shit. Um, but this dude fell so many fucking times. And <laughs> the next day I asked Selena, I was like, she was like, I fell so many times. So I was like, did you fall as many times as that one dude that fell so many times? She's like, I think I did. <laughs> I remember being like picked up a lot. I mean, that's, you go to a ska show and you have to pick it up. up. And yeah. for, for context uh, to our listeners, the venue we were in, Used to be a theater, and the stage is at the top of an inclined floor. So as you're standing watching bands, the floor is at like a 
10 degree angle. It's easy to fall on, everyone. It's very easy to fall. Very easy to fall. It's like specifically an easy fall. And I always wear stupid shoes. It's my own fault. But I did help that chick um, stage Stage dive dive. for the first time. And she ended up being like this super hot. I think she works at a radio, like pole dancing instructor. And, anyways, she likes won like Miss Nude Canada multiple times. So, we're like. Anyways, she was rad. Now you're Insta friends? Yeah, we're Insta friends. Yeah, I know. She, awesome. I saw the video she posted. <laughs> yeah, or like sweet. it was a gif or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And we like hugged and cheered. I was like, you just stage dive. <laughs> She's like, I want to stage dive. I was like, you should absolutely stage dive and yeah. I'm going to help you. <laughs> and that's how No Doubt got signed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Maybe the Planet Smashers will get signed. <laughs> Are they going to get signed? <laughs> this is when the Planet Smashers go to a major. Yeah. <laughs> well, great timing. Uh, and so after the set was done, so they did an encore and then we found Pat after and he just was like, you guys ready? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, and, and we decided where was, I? where was Celine was a question we were asking a couple of times. Um, you were having a heart to heart with somebody. It was a really was, intense conversation yeah. of a really, and in, you're like, it was very, and I was like, I we're interview and I got shooed by Celine and I was like, <laughs> they're over there. It honestly like, wasn't yeah. as important as this conversation at that time. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like one in the morning and, um, we just did it in the venue, like, while they were cleaning up. Like, after probably 90% of the crowd had left. There's still some, like, stragglers, whatever, hanging around. But I did not notice 90% of the crowd had left. Yeah. Wow. That happens all the time. Like, <laughs> but uh, not with you. I'm just saying in general, if you drink a no, lot and then you see people. No, it does happen to me all, yeah. specifically all but the time. Specifically. So. But I will. Yeah. So, we did the interview uh, with one single mic uh, that we just passed around. We didn't have a stand for it or anything. So, we just I passed it. I don't remember anyone being named Mike. No. Uh, Four Finger Mike was there in the crowd, but he was not there for the interview. Oh, yeah. Four Finger Mike was there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways. Of Edmonton Mad Bombers. Of Mad Bombers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and so we were passing the mic. So the interview was done really on the spot. We weren't expecting to interview the Planet Smashers. It was just kind of circumstantial and happenstance. I was. And- it was good. And uh, so it was very exciting. Obviously, we were very stoked. And you could probably hear it in the interview that we're pretty excited to be talking to them. So I got a couple warnings about the interview that's about to come up. Uh, so number one, because we were using a single mic, a lot of the conversation is heard off mic a little bit. We do our best to hand the mic from person to person, but it doesn't work out necessarily. Probably the drunken. I definitely was shouting drunkenly at any point. And no, I, you were on the mic more. So I, it was I, more I, me. Yeah. I was I, mic greedy when I was drunk. You're pretty mic greedy. I did get uh <laughs> get in there and kind of edit as much of the quiet audio up as I can and that creates some sort of hard edits in the in the volume, but it makes everything yeah. more audible. And I did my best to so I chopped and screwed the the interview a little bit to create seven kind of discernible segments with some pattern uh, so that we can kind of talk in between. So the way this episode's going to work is we'll chat a little bit up front, uh, go into the interview segment, talk about it after, and then kind of go back and forth a little bit. So it's not going to do any of our normal stuff, no scar actions, um, no segments up front. It's just going to be the Planet Smashers interview in and out talking about it as we go. So a little bit of content warning just by way of like audio fidelity. 
And also, if you're not a fan of hearing some intoxicated people interview some other mildly yeah, intoxicated people, to you, yeah. then mm-hmm. I'd recommend not listening because there is. Uh, yeah, if you're on it, sobriety or anything, yeah. if this would be triggering, I wouldn't listen because I'm not sober at all. Nor am I. <laughs> and nor is, I think, at least two thirds of the people we interview. So. Um, three members of the Planet Smashers were on, and uh, should I cue, Should I tell the name of the segment before we do it? I think so. So segment one <laughs> is entitled Fishbone. So we won't talk about it right away because I think it's worth just playing. So we're going to play our first oh. three-minute... Oh. Before we kick into it, I want Celine to explain how she was able to wet her whistle <laughs> for the beginning of this interview <laughs> as we started. Oh, yeah. I forced Matt. Matt's the lead singer. Yeah. I forced him to give me one of his drinks. To be fair, he had three. He had three, three ciders. ciders two that just which lined were up in open, front of him. Yeah. One which was not, and the bar was closed. And I sat down and I saw the ciders. And I said, Are you going to drink all of those? And he looked pretty caught up guard. <laughs> and he said, Yes. I was like, Even that one that's not open. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was kind of like, I guess. And then I just like swiped it and I got yeah. a delicious apple cider. Was it apple cider? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> it was some sort of cider. It's Okanagan Spring, so it's probably like it blueberry cider, cider or cider. something like that. It was yeah. Tasty. So that's how we started it. <laughs> Be warned that my voice sounds like uh, yeah, you know, who Ker- are you? Kermit the Frog on a bad <laughs> yeah. day. So. I just caught a like, glimpse of it. Yeah. My voice sounds very <laughs> strange. So, and I listen back to it. I'm like, what person did this? Anyway, here is segment one, Fishbone. Check your past the Scottcast coming live from the Starlight Room with the Planet Smashers. Does everyone want to introduce themselves? Uh, We have Alex and Patrick. I'm Patrick. I'm Matt. We have the legendary Canadian ska band, the Planet Smashers, with us. So, I have one question to start things off. How do you feel about Fishbone? They are so great. I played with them 26 times, and it's insane. Not, not with the Planet Smashers, you but... like listening to it, genuinely. Yeah. Fun to, is it fun to listen to? Hey. Yes! That's the correct answer. Un- Unyielding Conditioning is like a jam. Like, these guys, like, they're legends. They're California legends. Goodbye, Celine. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a great start. It comes up every episode. Uh, I'm a big Fishbone fan. I forgot that they were such a like BIPOC band, and that made me feel like a piece of shit. I was like, oh, that's a lot. It's a very inclusive band. There's a there's a show that they did in I think in '93, like in to- in Tokyo, that is out of control on YouTube. You have to watch it. It's the best. Will that change how I feel about them? It would help. <laughs> What about like do 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 What about Mon Pa? Yes. I mean, come on. I mean, that song is is influential. You hear it in almost all the real Boston Scottsers. Oh, I'm so Damn, I'm just gonna put that on. Yes. Like, oh, I'm gonna. But there are some other ones like housework is. You know, I I I understand. There is some whipping sounds, but I mean, there's a reason. How many songs though? Party at Ground Zero. Party of Ground Zero! We have one! One! No. U-G-L-Y, you're gonna go alibi, you're just... Well, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna look at you and say that. I just like Fishbone. Yes. Now, one time we played with them on a warp Tour, and I think think they just showed up. 
We thought it would be the last warp tour. It was the 10th anniversary warp tour. They went on for like another 15 years or something. And Fishbone forgot a tuner, and there's only a 30 minute set. And I swear, 10 minutes of it was the bass player trying to tune his bass. And it was so bad. It's the only time where I was like, oh man, what's going on with Fishbone? But then we got a chance to play with him again in Boston about two, three years ago. Yeah. Uh, it was called, called Cranking and the Skankin' Festival, Boston's Festival. Bouncing Souls were on it, and they, yeah, they shredded. They were shredders. It was unbelievable. Legends. They Come basically on. took all the bands that were that collectively and picked them up and threw them off the stage with one trumpet. <laughs> you know what? I, eh. I, I'm so thrilled that I started this interview by making Celine defend her opinion on Fishbone, and now she's off on somebody else. <laughs> I'm very excited about it. Okay, does not want to be on the Scott because he's leaving. He's walking around. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> People should listen to this because this is important. <laughs> it's very important. It's now, it's now my goal on every interview for us to talk about Fishbone because I need you to be won over on this because it's, it's, it's my life's passion. My life's passion. You thought Fishbone were white dudes. I don't know even know what to do with this. We are white. I thought it was like Primus. I thought it was like Primus, and that's fair. Can I just say, this is like the best episode we've ever recorded. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We're just standing here like losing our shit. Um, that was fantastic. The fishbone beginning was, uh, sets, it sets the tone. I will say this I'm doesn't... I'm sorry, I publicly apologize to everyone listening. <laughs> It doesn't I, I chill out from here. I apologize to the Planet Smashers. We set, I publicly <laughs> apologize. We set a tone and a cadence that does not stop. So if you, if you thought this was too fast like paced. Matt's like, we're white dudes. Hey, guys, no, that's what I that's said. That's what you said? I just. <laughs> well, you guys know I don't like you. <laughs> Did you not hear like my Kermit meets Miss Piggy voice? <laughs> yeah, I don't not. I don't. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that Rob is. I don't know who tired drunk Rob is. Wasn't even that drunk too. Like I steady drinking throughout the night, but I would say like you I danced kept it, so hard. I danced though. too you much the next day. So I I hurt so bad I and sweat out my drinks. Also, you know, like I'm too old to be out till three in the morning i'm starting to realize because the next day i had to also be a parent and stuff too and so oh, yeah. like add I've, all that put, to it i put in a full work day of partying like from yeah. dinner to when we got home it was like eight hours that's a full work day of partying <laughs> that's not the right way to think about it <laughs> of partying, man. it shouldn't be what Woo! you do so i just want to say too like with fishbone um, Alex, the saxophone player, he had a hard time, I'll say, uh, chiming in amongst all the other far more <laughs> animated yeah, people Alex. at the table. He was so nice, uh, too. Super nice. So nice. So nice. He told me a fishbone story after we stopped recording that he wanted to get on. Um, and so I want to regale this. So Alex, correct this story if I'm misremembering it from that night, but it was pretty cool. He talked about playing saxophone or he played a show in France, in, um, in uh, I think he said Paris, and Fishbone was on the bill, and he said when he saw them play, um, some guy got up on stage, and this was in recent memory, like in the 2000s, got up on stage and pushed Angelo off the stage. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and 
And he was like, well, Angelo is not a young guy in the 2000s. And, like, everyone was, like, so worried. Like, oh, my God, did you just get hurt? And he said that Angelo just, like, jumped to his feet, hopped up on stage, and threw the guy down, grabbed the microphone, and started singing whatever song that it was supposed to be, and was wailing on the dude with the other hand. I actually remember this story, and that's incredible that it's, I remember it. It is the most fishbone story I've ever heard. Like It's abs- pretty fucking punk rock. Absolutely, Angelo would fuck a guy up for stealing his microphone and pushing him, and just in front of other and people. And still performing. And still performing he's just like hey my and he's just like destroying this guy <laughs> who fucking deserved it like yeah. as as if people get too amped up yeah um <laughs> too lit so uh but yeah i mean that was great fishbone everyone loves fishbone saloon yeah, everybody loves fishbone <laughs> yeah. yeah but is it fun yeah. to listen to this is fun it's so fun to do I played, I uh, played. I hate me more than anyone, okay, everyone? So, if. <laughs> oh, I love you. I love me. Ah, oh, that was nice of you. I love me. It's just, you know, this is tough. Listen, think about you listening to you being a drunk asshole. <laughs> so, our second segment that I've queued up is uh, the next piece that we talk about is all of the shows that. The Planet Smashers played in Edmonton that we saw. So we get them to talk a little bit about all the different venues that they played in and the bands that were opening for them. So next up on the docket is segment two, Edmonton Shows. We did an episode about two episodes about the Planet Smashers when we first started this podcast. Um, The thesis statement is we love the Planet Smashers. Big fans. Huge fans. Right. Yeah. Yeah. this is our third time seeing you here in Edmonton. This is the third venue we've seen you here in Edmonton. The first time we saw you was at the pawn shop, and it fucking ripped. That was an insane show. So good. But there was other good bands, too. I think uh, were Brains on that one, too? Oh, yeah. And uh, was it Brains? Did the Skinny play? Yeah, Brains skinny? was there. I feel, yeah, I feel the like Skinny? I feel like it was the Brains. I know. I, I know we played pawn shop twice. It was the 20th anniversary. Good lord. That was a long time ago. Six years. 26 minus what are six. You at, like the so, you know, like, I've, we've been Where? saying it's 26. Yeah. Mike would stop. Like, he's amazing. Like, he's, he does everything. He's like, yeah, 1994 to 2000. I'm like, dude, that's 27. What are you talking about? <laughs> 95. <laughs> and uh, actually, if you look at our 25th anniversary merch, it actually says 1994 on it. <laughs> it's like, so, it, you know, we, it's actually current now. It's actually brilliant because it's the 25th merch, which we couldn't sell because of COVID. It's actually 26. You know, you just got to read it right. So. I'm okay with that. That was the other time we saw you was at the downtown or around here. What was that called? The uh, vinyl? vinyl? Yeah, we saw it with K-Man. The Jasper on Jasper Street. Yeah, just like on that. Jasper. Yeah, with that second room, right? But not in Jasper. And then you guys were... Ha- I remember I heard... I listened to the podcast. And uh, you guys were hanging out while we were drinking after. We're drinking heavily. And you guys were around, but you didn't... I don't think you said hi. I don't know. We my, did. My wife definitely said hi to K-Man. Okay. Oh, oh, that's your first mistake. Oh... K-Man. K-Man's got the wife. K-Man don't give a shit, apparently. K-Man's podcast is killer. So he's had a lot of people on it, but he's never asked me, K, what is that up? <laughs> yeah, K-Man, this is a, this is, this is, you're on blast now. 
Like, seriously, K-Man, when is, when's my turn? You had, like, Dusty from Root City Riot on. You had, like, Filthy Radicals are on it. K-Man. Yeah, that's, this is, uh, we're putting K-Man on Black, who's also never been on this podcast. He follows us and just, like, posts, like, uh, stuff on Twitter about him smoking weed. It's very straightforward. Kayaking, I think. <laughs> he's kayaking now? Or like canoeing? I don't know what he's. He's water, water yeah, boats. Nice. Yeah. Honestly, that sounds nice. It does sound Smoking nice. Smoking a joint on a kayak? That sounds like a. Uh, I would love to. Okay, man. If you can find a double kayak, I got someone that wants to, you know, hang out on the kayak, man. <laughs> I, got, I do have to say, K Man's awesome, man. He's, 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 yeah, we no, all, we, no, we don't, we're not roasting him, right? There's, like, we're good to be good with him? Yeah, oh, yeah. cool. Oh, we're laughing, but it's like genuinely very good music. He's very This is my attempt to get him on the podcast uh, <laughs> as well. Fred. Yeah. I can is call it him Kevin? and make that happen. I'll what call him. Kevin? I used it's, to be in the band. not Kevin, but I might call him that from now on. Kevin, do what it. do you think? Kevin. No, no, Kevin's fine. He's Kevin until he shows up. Ken. Ken. Ken man in the 45s. Ken man. Ken man. So let's get into the. This hasn't even been an interview yet. <laughs> it's true. This is Ken man. Ken man. This is like we get like, you know, arguably one of the biggest uh, bands that we're aware of on the podcast, and all we do is bits for fucking 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, so many bits. This is great. <laughs> but there's we're pretty lubricated. Um yeah, it's great. I love hearing those stories. Um I thought I like <laughs> I, in my memory I made a lot more like points. <laughs> <laughs> Like I thought You're I like, had... mm, this is I was so cogent. <laughs> well, I knew it was like <laughs> drunky and scratchy and screamy, but I thought I was like <laughs> making like original points and having original thoughts instead Maybe of you just were. like game man. <laughs> game man Ken Ken Kevin. That's so good. Yeah. It's not bad. I guess it's an like original it's bad. thought. No. Guys, I was I was thinking it's about fine. what you could call um this style of uh, reporting interview <laughs> where you just show up and get all drunk, and I was like, "Isn't that what um, what Tanner Thompson did?" But it'd be like Sconzo, Sconzo journalism. Oh shit, Sconzo journalism. Sconzo journalism. This was all. Yeah, I'm just like one of those people that really like Hunter S. Thompson, and I want to be blown out of a cannon when I die. My body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. But Sconzo journalism is great. Sconzo, Sconzo. Yeah, that's very, yeah, very, uh, very, yeah, very, yeah. very, very, 100% approve very of that. good. Um, Pat mentioned it a little bit that he listened to the podcast. He has said a couple of times that he's Thanks, got a few episodes. Pat. Yeah. We appreciate Pat's you. So awesome. Yeah. Um, he said that uh, what he likes about our podcast is like that it's Canadian. Like, <laughs> he's like, Canadian ska is different, is what this is when we were outside. He's like, it's different. And I think like you can't paint it with the same brush as like American ska podcasts do things. And like he appreciates that about our podcast is it's like it has a Canadian point of view, which I didn't really produced. Well, low budge. Low budge. We're the letter Kenny of podcasts. That's what I'm thinking. We're corner the Canada's gas. No, we're the animated corner gas. <laughs> we're the Canada's drag race of drag race. <laughs> we are Canada's drag race, like as a ska Canadian podcast. And we like, are oh, Canada's ska cast. Yeah. We're the, what's that, the wall of chefs? 
Oh yeah, <laughs> Wall of Shots was actually pretty good. So Wall of Shots is a Canadian like <laughs> cooking competition show, and I was just like, this is when we watch it because it. If you ever watch, like, you know, Chopped or whatever, and then Wall of Chefs, it's like there's 10 chefs that are the judges, and they're all, like, on podiums judging the cooking, and it's very, like, Canadian and quaint, and they're very nice. But then I was just like, this is, if this was American, it would just have, like, Mario Batali and fucking, like, Jeffrey Zakarian all, like, screaming at each other, and at the, like, it would be so much more intense and, like, aggro. So, anyway. He had a a short aside with me to say that... Although he was razzing me that he does enjoy me on the podcast <laughs> and that I that, add I add to the podcast. His I add to the podcast, everyone. His his razziness will come up later. later. There's um, I yeah. have charisma also. That's what I bring. <laughs> what do I bring? Charisma. You know what? I said that uniqueness, nerve, and talent. I told that to Ariane after, and I was just like, Slynn had them in stitches. And she's <laughs> like, Slynn is very charismatic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all I have. Like Robert does everything, and I'm like, but what about charisma? And then also my business partner, she does so much like behind the scenes stuff, and I'm like horrible with paperwork. And I'm like, but what about that Slynn charisma? You can't put a price on that. <laughs> I've just been like, go- oh, God, it's the only thing that gets me through this life. <laughs> so our next segment, uh, which we'll do before we take a break, is uh, I titled it The Early Years. So I sort of put them on blast to give us some uh, uh, some stories about how they formed. And Matt tells some pretty rad stories. So part three is up next. So this is a Scott history podcast. So I want to get some awesome stories from the history with Scott, because you are legends, and we want to hear... Legends! Yeah, absolutely. And, and, like, a lot of our listeners, even in the States, like, are like, Planet Smashers? Shit! They're amazing. Wow. Um, so, I kind of want to hear some stories from, like, the Scott early stories? days. Scott stories from the early days. Our first live show was actually 94. But the band, oh. band kind of was created in 93, but back then it was, um, it was like a seven-piece. I played saxophone. Wow. And we had this other guy. Yeah. <laughs> Kev, Kev Lance, this guy, buddy from university, he was the singer. And then he realized that, he, he's an awesome dude, but he realized that he was tone deaf as soon as the first rehearsal. He's like, man, I thought in the shower I was good, but, you know, now. Anyway, but then, then it was like, I remember at the end of, you know, college year, everyone's like, so uh, are we going to do this again, like, in, in, in September? And we said, yeah, man, we're going to come back and do it. And then I slept with the trumpet player, and then I slept with the guitar player, and I kind of like... <laughs> Everything kind of fell apart. So yeah, I was a bit of a slut back then. I was a Scott slut. And, uh, and then everyone left, and uh, then we reformed. And, but uh, Dave Cooper, the original uh, Plant Smasher, he's not with us because he, he's doing stuff. He's, he's still in the band, but he's not here. Um, no, he's not. But uh, Dave... Um, I'm so sad. He's dead. Dave, I, I met Dave through... Uh, we took an ad out in the newspaper. said, uh, looking for someone to play in my ska band. We're big in Belgium, which is a, a reference to uh, singles of the movie. Because um, that, that was what it was. Uh, Touch Me, I'm Dick, I think was the name of their single. It got, got big in Belgium. But anyway, um, that, so that's kind of where it started from. Dave showed up. He had one drumstick, and he actually was not a drummer. He had never drummed before in his life. The next day, he went out, and he bought an electric drum kit, and, and he, it was terrible. <laughs> but anyway, we stuck at it. We just kept on going. You know, we, we lucked out, and we started. we found some really good... Uh, we found we found um, 
some really good players back, you know, in, in college, and uh, they they were actually because talented. You guys put an ad for like McGill players, right? Because yeah. it was in Montreal, so like the university music program. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, it was in Montreal. Very good point. And the the ad, the ad that we got these guys, we we had a confirmed Belgium tour. We were picking on Belgium. I don't know why, but confirmed Belgium tour, and they actually called up like, so uh, when's the Belgium tour? We're like, oh, that was that was a joke, man. And they thought it was kind of funny, but then they they were actually really talented. If they had not been around. We wouldn't have made it because we didn't even know how to play our instruments back then. And right around then, so the Montreal Scott scene just, I remember putting up our first poster for our first show ever. And it was just a bunch of rude, like skins and rude dudes running around, rude dudes, rude boys. And uh, they're like, like, holy crap, there's a ska band in Montreal. This is going to be amazing, our own ska band. And then there was another ska band that was a lot better than us. <laughs> Who was it? The Kingpins. Oh, oh, no. The Kingpins. So. So we had a, no, when we started, we could not hold our, like, things were falling apart. Like, we, we were road, like, every three songs, we had to start again over. Like, we were terrible. I'd re-listen to the Planet Smashers over the Kingpins right now. Ten Commandments of Ska. Um, no, but the Kingpins had the look, too. They, they showed up, they showed up wearing suits and stuff, and we showed up wearing, like, plaid, pink hair. Like, we looked, like, a little fucked up. Like, we looked like, like, we looked like the... The, the, the street punk kids that the street punk kids don't want to hang out with. So, I mean, like, we didn't know what was going on. We were kind of like this weird sort of, I don't know, dirty hippie thing. And that wasn't so good for the, the scene back then. It wasn't, people weren't picking it up. But uh, they started out. And then in Montreal, we also had another band called Mobster Syndicate. We started, all these sky bands started popping up in Montreal. And the one band that kind of influenced the most was called Me Mom Morgenthaler. They stopped playing, so it kind of opened the door for us. So, Dr. Morgenthaler, but it was the first doctor that, that before abortion was legal, he was the first doctor that would uh, allow that. Uh, that's rad. A, fe a feminist queen. There it is. This, this, that's back in the early 90s. And uh, there was one other band that was playing ska that was really good. It was called King Apparatus. And uh, oh, Mr. Chris. Mr. Chris. And they actually, all the time, they actually... Yeah, I mean, uh, the catacombs. The catacomb? Catacombs closed. Uh, what? Yeah. Oh, since when? Since like, uh, a couple years ago, right? That's a bummer. That's a huge bummer. Right in the bummer. I, um, I only spent some time in Montreal. It was like I attempted to live there for four months. It's a tough city, man. Would you show up in the winter? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely don't come to Montreal in the winter. Also, it's if, so you don't, if you don't speak French enough, it's like you can only have like call center jobs and those suck. Yeah, and then I had bed bugs. And then I had bed bugs. Oh, well, that's definitely the and, problem. And I was in like the plateau area. Is that a thing? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it is. Whereabouts in plateau? Uh, I don't know. Like, it was near Mauroyo. I don't know. It was, near <laughs> it was a shitty, it was a shitty like $400 a month apartment <laughs> with my. That's expensive. <laughs> so expensive. Oh man, back then when we were on, okay, so that's the other thing about Montreal. That was so, 10 years ago. But when the Scots team was starting out, Montreal it was so cheap to live there. You didn't have to work. You could use 200 bucks, 125 bucks for, for rent. That sounded great. And uh, that's, that's how it all started. You know, the, the scene started. Yeah, it was a great place for artists, right? Like yeah. you could really, now the rents are going up crazy. Is and that a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and but, but like it used to be, I remember I had an apartment for $200. Wow. And one, so you yeah. could literally so work I, I, like like you could just like gig and like and like, said, like but uh, that and you know the band kind of like did some stuff we did a bit of touring and we met a lot of excellent artists on the on the road this is back in the early 90s 90s yeah and then uh 
people graduated from university, band kind of broke up, kind of stopped playing, and then uh, Dave again was like, hey man, we should probably play again. I mean, all these other Scott bands are blowing up, maybe we should do something, so we, we, we did it. We kept on playing. And right around then, the Boston's had their big hit, and uh, Rancid, uh, well, <laughs> knock on wood. Get out of here. And, uh, and, uh, and Rancid had their big song, and, and things were going crazy. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Time bomb, 95. It's the impression that I get. Do, 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 do. You're welcome. Can, I, I, carry on. I don't remember the do, 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 do. <laughs> that was actually the original horn line, Sorry, but they took that out. <laughs> Sorry about it. Wait, what wait, do you sing? And you what do you play, guitar or something? What, where's your horns? I haven't seen you play a horn. Why are you so mad at me? <laughs> because you don't know horns, and that's sad for you. What are the horns? It's it's uh, it's like I don't know, but I've listened to a couple of podcasts where you could not identify horns. You, Celine, you, okay? What is this? A saxophone? <laughs> no, we love you. We love you very much. So, Celine, is there a, is there a saxophone in the Planet Smasher? There's at least seven. <laughs> That's good. At play. least. That's like half the amount of saxophones that are in Tokyo Scott Paradise Orchestra. <laughs> Where's the sax? Sitting like literally right next to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was the joke. Celine said, where's the sax? And Alex, the saxophone player, is Sorry, Alex, right you were truly <laughs> so kind, so nice, so polite. <laughs> you didn't deserve that. Um, when Joey was like kind of like uh, pre-editing it before he sent it over to me, he, he just texts me and he's like, LOL, rude dudes. <laughs> <laughs> rude dudes is very funny and I'm going to use it often now. <laughs> Uh, it, that's pretty great. I've seen you play a horn. <laughs> well, <laughs> this interview is its actually fun to listen back to. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I think this is as good a time as any to take a quick break ski. What do you play, guitar? <laughs> <laughs> and when we get back from the break, we got a few more segments to go through. So listen back. All right, welcome back to Checkered Past the Scodcast. We're doing our Planet Smashers interview recap. Um, and so far, we've gone through a few segments. And the interview, I, th I think it sounds funny, but yeah, maybe that's just me. Celine no, <laughs> is trying to keep her anxiety in check. <laughs> I just see no, it. No, <laughs> I like this. This is fun for me. I like listening back to this. This is great. I, I I do have to reiterate that the they adored you. Okay, the, it was <laughs> okay. They were laughing their I was like, asses I off. I was like, <laughs> yeah, but and they can confirm or deny this, but I'm sure they had a couple <laughs> drinks as well, right? Like, they can confirm or deny this. Yeah, I don't know. I'll like, but they seem to be having a great time. They yeah, told Matt us how much fun being it was. Being a real asshole about getting me that drink, so <laughs> <laughs> the. Uh, the next, Seems pretty into his alcohol. The next, yeah, he wanted he wanted three ciders, and he had to settle Seemed two. Seemed upset to only have two. So <laughs> when I had none, we uh, and so we talked about. When I didn't have one drink all night. I'm sorry, Rob. We we talked about saxophone, 
And so the next segment is us talking to the two horn players, Alex and Pat, who are sitting right next to us. So Alex plays the saxophone, Pat the trombone, and they give us their origin story about how they joined the band. So let's do that one next. Uh, my hardcore band, Arsenic 33, just split up. And the sound man from, from the, plans, the Smashers was the same sound man from, for uh, Arsenic 33. And he said, well, I, I could, I, I'll talk to Matt. Maybe he could arrange something. Eight months later, like, I, I lost all confidence on, on myself. And it's like, he never called me. Oh. And then he called me. And he said, uh, "We want you for our jam. Uh, do you do you want to uh, listen to all those songs, like 12 songs, and play all of them at the practice?" It's okay. Uh, I'll do it. And Joe, the trombonist, never show up, and uh, I was alone with them all the time. Really? Like how many jams? That was the first. The first jam, the trombonist never show up, so... But it was the, it was the trombone player. Yeah. And I joined. Alex, I'm glad you came to that jam, buddy. That was like, that was like more than 10 years ago, right? We were talking 10? Yeah, what year was that? 29. 13 years ago? No, Descent, didn't it? Yeah. Descent? Yeah. Yeah. Descent? Descent? And uh, oh, that was 2011 descent, so we probably did in 2010. And uh, shortly after, Mr. Pat Taylor came and joined us. He graced and you. he graced us. He, he was in a band that we all truly adore. I played for K-Man, and I also played for the Fundamentals. And then I was like, I joined you guys. I remember like I showed up to a practice, and Jo was like, "Yeah, that's good." And like he, he called me and was like, do you want to play for the band? And I was like, okay. And then we played together. It was like you were there and Jo was there and Dave was there and Matt was there and Scott. And then he was like, yeah, that sounds fine. And then, and then, I, then, then, he just, then he just disappeared and it was all me. And then our first show was on the Plains of Abraham in Quebec City. And we got wasted. And it was raining. And it was raining on Dave and he was playing bass. Yeah, and the crowd was the crowd was wild, angry, and we played. We played. There was like a hip hop group that played. There's a song like the Poutine song that was like a there was a big thing at the time in 2012, and uh, and then after that there was this like <laughs> there was this other band called Leaper, and they were super cool Quebec dudes, and they played these six songs. They were like like an alt indie rock band and they were so nice to me and I was like hanging out with them and the crowd was like mad at them at first because it was hip hop and then India, they had to turn the crowd around. This is my first show. And uh, they had to turn the crowd around and they did it for us. And by the end of their set, it was great. And then we got up and played and then later, I think like a couple, like a year later, I kept looking for them on Facebook to try to like chat them, like hang out with them and uh, and they never, and they didn't have anything online. And then I went to Quai des Brumes in Montreal, which is a bar. And and uh, I literally walked in the bar and I looked and it was them. And they were playing the same songs. And I was like, what the fuck, dudes? Like, like, 
what, what did I say? I was, yeah, you guys are assholes. Let's party. Is what I said. And then that was the song. And then that was yeah. And then that was the song because it was like those guys. And then later that night we we like bought beer from the bar and uh, they gave they like wrapped it in a garbage bag and like chucked me out the back. And we went to some girl's house and just kept drinking and it was really cool. Those guys are rad. And that was my first show. What happened to them in the end? I don't know. They're they're still not on Facebook. They're still not. They're not on MySpace. They're not on Bebo. They're not on Friendster. I can't find them. Anyhow, Rob, what's that? Next, they're on Meta, dude. So that was great. I like the. I liked all the stories. How'd you feel, Celine? I could hear myself being like, "Quebec City has a lot of skinheads in the background." Always like coming around back to our complicated history with skinheads. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always got to bring it up. I, I feel bad that I wasn't listening to Pat being like nice and eloquent, but, <laughs> you know, we all made our choices in that moment. <laughs> and I mean, they've had a stable horn section since then. So yeah. since Descent of the Planet Smashers, because it was, it was a little bit more up and down. And uh, But it was awesome to hear uh, all those stories because, you know, that's basically the entire band that we've seen. When we saw them play, play they did not have dave the bass player they had a, a different bass player filling in so i think they talk about it maybe a little bit later but yeah uh, dave was the drummer originally and then switched to bass and he's been like the other mainstay so dave and matt are basically like the planet smashers like long term so Sweet. yeah not anymore though i guess <laughs> <laughs> um so the next uh, segment so this is one where uh Celine and matt Swap some stories. I don't know if you remember this no. about oh my God. about Quebec uh, punk bands. So some, um, Mon- I think they were Montreal-based punk bands. Yeah, I like kind of remember those. Uh, <laughs> Matt does tell some some cool stories. That's so. good for him. <laughs> <laughs> so part five, Quebec punk. That's fucking awesome. I uh, Do you, you remember know- the Baiters from Montreal? The Baiters. Like a 77 style punk band. I don't know, man. How long ago? Like, that would have been like 10 years ago. Nah. Okay, nah. And nah. That's a hard. What about the automatics? (gasps) That's my ex boyfriend's band. JP, he's a psychopath. No, what? No. Yeah, two years. No, tell me more. But he's he's handsome, though. Yeah, no. Really? Really handsome. So the automatics, can I go back on this one? Because we got some mystery too. No, no. I mean, so Dave, Dave, the the bass player from the Smashers, the original original guy, he recorded the automatics first two or three singles, I believe. And uh, and, and we just shared a jam space. And they used to, there were so many piss bottles. It was was nightmarish. You'd go down there, you'd like try to like get to the jam space, there's little hallways, and you'd step and kick over a piss bottle from the fucking automatics. There was, there's a lot of cocaine that was done. There wasn't not a lot of cocaine done. Um, so King Kong was uh, in that band, and he went on to do really well. So I'm just gonna switch over. Now we're here seven years later. It's our European tour, and King Kong knows that we're playing in like I was like Dresden or something or like Stuttgart. I don't know some crappy show on a Tuesday night. King Kong shows up. He's like, I was I was having a bath. I took some acid. I was high in acid. I was having a bath, and then I. Looked at the, the local newspaper, I saw the Smashers are playing, so I got out of my bath and I came down. And he showed up in a, he was, he was, he was something. He showed up in a World War I uh, 
German war helmet, but uh, and he's this brown dude, you know, he's King Kong, and he just does whatever the fuck he wants. That was the automatics. They just did whatever the fuck they wanted, they and it might have been, might have been a shitty boyfriend, but uh, that band was fucking good. They were really, they were a good '77 punk rock band. They were fucking sweet, and they opened. I think they toured with the Vibrators. They did. And now speaking of the vibrators, we're just moving around here. The bass that our bass player, Andy, filling in for Dave, played on the stage tonight was the bass that he bought to play on the 2020 vibrators tour that was canceled. So we can go back. But he played like 2018 or 19. Let's just ask him because he seems to be passing by. When did you play with the vibrators? Uh, That was uh, 2014. That's really cool. Right on. Wait, did you come to Edmonton? No, it was all U.S. Ah, seven, seven, uh, I didn't see you then. Seven weeks in the U.S.A. Only cool U.S. dates. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So that really went around circle. That was crazy. Vibrators. We- <laughs> a really shitty small show in fucking Edmonton. Yeah. Like a oh, baby, yeah. like underground yeah. new city show. Like baby, like 20 people. It was mm-hmm. great. Yeah. That one dude that plays like <laughs> now I'm just there's like one like hot older dude that plays like I think guitar. He's like kind of predatory, but he's hot. Knox. Knox, yeah. It's kind like hot young alt girls. Yeah, but he's hot but he is good looking. He's a little predatory. Yeah. But he's hot. He can't yeah, yeah. He's a special handsome man. Handsome man. Yeah. He's special. Handy handsome man. But uh that was a weird, uh, weird little uh, digression of, of, of music. Yeah. Let's get back to Scott. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get back to Scott, though, they were talking about King Con, and if you like like garage rock, uh, find King Con in the barbecue show. It is fantastic, like garage rock Canadian. It's real, real good. I love it. We have a killer garage rock scene, and um, like especially, it feels like now, like later on, they'll they'll kind of hype up some of the stomp bands that are releasing music right now. Um, I'm not sure which ones we we talk about, but if you're like the Wine Lips are like a kind of garage rocky band, they're on Stomp. Uh, Stomp's been very like pleasant to the garage rock scene in Canada, and ours is pretty good, I think. Hell yeah, totally. Yeah. How about you, Celine? I'm just like, you know, dealing with my own <laughs> issues. That was here. all. That was all you. Like, no, you're good. able to swap stories. Uh, about- yeah, no, I said all of those things <laughs> as we came here. I'm glad that you acknowledged that that was indeed you. <laughs> that was me. And that wasn't a different person. Nope. <laughs> Unfortunately, not. So we had to swing around and then ask the inevitable next question, which was about. New ska music. This next segment has a few different uh, components to it, but overall, uh, we kind of chit-chat about uh, how the new scene is going and what their thoughts are on it. So, new ska. No, I'm going to ask you about death metal. How do you feel about Cataclysm? (laughs) This is pretty much ska. It's pretty much ska? Boingo, boingo. How do you feel about Danny Elfman? (laughs) You have to to love Boingo, boingo. Is, Is Danny Elfman daddy? Daddy? Is Danny Elfman daddy? No, he's... What? He's he's Uncle Bad Touch. Uncle Bad Touch, all right. Yeah, Danny Elfman is Uncle Bad Touch. Do you know how tattooed Danny... Do you know how tattooed Danny Elfman is? I did not know. How Do you you know how ripped Danny Elfman is? This, this, this. What's he doing? I don't know. It's great. Okay, fair enough. He's great. He doesn't like sleeves. And he's a big fan of his tattoos. But he's great. And we discovered he likes ska. A ginger, a ginger, a ginger. 
a ginger. That's what uh, is that what you called her or what Ariane called him? We're all ginger kinks. What other ska bands are French Canadian ska like bands? You, I, I think what you mean to say is what's what, in the modern, like in nowadays, like who's because we're 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 on top of like a lot of the newer like the new tone bands. Like a lot of them show up on our podcast, and we got like a, a little bit of a following down in the in the U.S. But I'm, we're not really as aware of the new bands that are coming up around here. Edmonton, nobody. But I would, I'd be curious to know what's going down down east. But in in in, my, in Toronto, the Filthy Radicals. You know about those guys yet? Absolutely, yeah. I've been uh, retweeting the tweets from them big time. Sweetheart, really crazy band. They're really good. They're nuts. They're nuts. Sweetheart? In Quebec, we got um, Sweetheart. Sweetheart. We got the Frank Bataille. So I don't, I, the, the, the bastard Franks? The Frank Bataille? What is it? Is it Frank Frank I'll tell them because I'm Francophone. Frank Bataille, which is uh, Ile de la Réunion. So... Réunion Island and Quebec mix, and it's ska and it's African music at the same time. Yeah. And there's also Epicurean. Yeah, they broke up. And that Did they, they break up? Well, they stopped playing. Uh, no, but they just put out a single. The Robert Creek Saloon from uh, yeah. Quebec City. Um, Danny Rebel and the KGB, of course. Yes, amazing. amazing band. So there's some there's there's some new bands forming. It's kind of cool, but we're not quite seeing the same thing that's happened in the states yet, where there's like this resurgence in crazy ska, which yeah. is where Filthy Radicals are sort of at, which for me makes them quite relevant in terms of the new breed, which is cool. Yeah. Scott's coming back. Also, like I could just like listen to you ASMR anything. Has anyone offered that to you? ASMR? ASMR, ASMR like, means just like your voice sounds very soothing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're supposed to like smack your lips and like whisper. That's like the ASMR thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're making money off of ASMR is like a great way to make a lot of money. Yeah, I feel like you have like a perfect French Canadian voice. Thank you. Yes. I, I work on it. <laughs> Thank you. I work on it. The other so You have a perfect French Canadian voice. I don't I, remember it. I don't remember There was that. there was a piece that I had to cut cuz I well, you can't hear anything. It just was like impossible <laughs> to hear that you said you ask him cuz he's got a, a dimple and you ask him if it's natural or if he got it pierced. And then he said I don't know. You have to ask my mom. <laughs> and then Did I catch that? I, I don't think, think that would have went over my head at that point. That's too smart. I think that shortly time. after that, you refer to him as a beautiful cartoon of a French man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alex is, is such a nice guy. Um, yeah, we really tested their patience a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> just shoving our microphone in their face. I also forgot all about the Oingo Boingo stuff. And they stuff. liked it. <laughs> yeah, they, they they did the full 30 minutes. The, I think it was a 35-minute record from 1.30 till 2 in the morning. Um, so, yeah, I forgot all about that Oingo Boingo stuff, though. Yeah, we just – it was fresh off the heels of doing the episode. Yeah, I and guess. So that was, it was really like in my brain, apparently. <laughs> just like skank and just pickle. And – so I guess like let's uh, let's tie a bow on it. I, uh, the last segment is about uh, just uh, them plugging. It's a quick outro for them to talk about the what whatever is left and uh, whatever final bits we had. I actually kind of don't remember what it is. So <laughs> let's listen to it and then I, we'll comment on it. Pat, how is it going? <laughs> I just want to say I just want to say I love your podcast. 
And uh, I, I have, I, I do listen to it, and I have the JFK uh, one queued up on my phone. I'm very excited to listen to it, and because I used to play with them. And uh, uh, I love your podcast, and keep going, guys. I love you. That is the sweetest goddamn thing I've ever like heard. Weirdos, we're like straight up fucking weirdos. Mostly Rob. <laughs> It's mostly Rob. It's mostly Rob. Also, JFK fucking, he said the woman gave him a seven. I, there's a Scott Daddy meter that's happening. And I want, yeah, Scott Daddy meter. And I want you, Scott Daddy meter. And I want you to keep that in mind with the way you're talking. There's a scale of Scott Daddies. And your scale is going up, baby. You're a 10. Ten, tens, tens across the board. Celine's story, so I can finish it for her, is that she told on the podcast, she said that he was a seven. And then he tweeted at Sam from Witch Police that he was flattered that he was a seven. Rated me a seven. <laughs> the woman. And, he, oh, and he had always thought himself as a five or a six. <laughs> He's such a funny guy. Well, you know what? This is like a 30-minute is a great place to stop for an initial interview. It's like, that's so, like, your time. I realize, like, I'm a drunk asshole right now, but, like, genuinely appreciate it. I'm going to wake up and I'll be like, remember when I was a drunk fucking asshole to those nice men? Um, that's so magical that you listen. I'm going to give you a moment. I'm so happy. I'm, I'm happy that I got to, like, be on the podcast because I do listen to it and I'm stoked to be here. That's, That's so nice and magical. You're so special. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. You're just, you're a cartoon of a beautiful Frenchman. And no, you, you, what? You have to say something to end it. Pick it up. <laughs> That's bullshit. I, uh, I am, what is Matt from the Planet Smashers? And I love Checkered Past the Godcast. And everyone should listen. I love Checkered Past the Godcast? Yeah. And, 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 and pickles. <laughs> yeah, and fucking pickles, bitch. I know that was your mic drop moment, <laughs> but that's terrible podcasting. So one more question. What would you like to plug? Who would like to plug? Uh... We'd like to plug the Filthy Radicals, man. Go listen to their new album on Bandcamp. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're on Stomp now. They got signed, so it's great. Um, what else? What, what, uh, what you got? Uh, ska? Ska-related or non-ska? Oh, I mean, anything. Yeah, it doesn't have to be ska-related. Plug stuff. I got it. Uh, listen to the new Doghouse Rose album. Those guys put out crazy music videos. They make them themselves. They're fucking talented. Anti-queens, those guys are... Man, come on. Go listen to them. It's great. And if I'm going to plug, uh, I love the new Wine Lips album uh, that was on Stomps. It was really fucking awesome. So, I mean, thanks to Matt, Pat, and Alex, we had three of the Planet Smashers on the podcast. This is a fucking dream come true. So thank you guys so much. This was fucking rad as shit. And that's the, that's the interview. <laughs> Pickles, bitch. Pickles, bitch. I know that was your mic drop moment. That's not how we're ending this podcast. Yeah, we're not going to end it with <laughs> pickles, bitch. pickles, bitch. Especially only, only if you write a ska song and then we do an episode about your ska career so that Rob can end the episode with the quote, pickles, bitch. Yeah. <laughs>
We'll get there. Uh, so, I mean, we definitely have to have the Planet Smashers back on to do a proper episode, but it was just a, uh, they, they spent the time, you know, they wanted pizza. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And I'm sorry. <laughs> so Matt, uh, I don't know if we actually like explain exactly what they all do. So Matt Collier is the, uh, the guitarist and the singer. And then we had Pat on the trombone and Alex on the saxophone and they came and interviewed and we heard a little bit from the fill in bass player whose name escapes me. I'm sorry. Um, but, uh, it was, uh, it was a really cool opportunity. Uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, thanks to Joey for like hooking that up. I do what I can. And, uh, I thanks think to thanks to Celine for, for your charisma. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was cool as hell and we're definitely going to try to get them back on. I definitely want to echo a lot of the new stomp bands. Um, so I said wine lips, filthy radicals are awesome. The new root city riot came out this year and it's really awesome. Um, Anti Queens are great. Doghouse Rose, who were at the show. Um, who else was at the show? Yeah, uh, the real sickies in Ray Gun Cowboys are from Edmonton, and they were they were really good too. Um, those are non ska bands. Yeah. So if you're uh, if you want to check out something not ska related, check out all the stomp offerings this time around because there's lots of good stuff. So oh, uh, Fire Next Time played as well. Oh yeah, Fire Next. That's the band we and came the in. Praying Saints. Saints. And the Praying Saints. Yeah. Yeah, geez, there was seven bands. That was, was a big. A that was a big show. We did miss the first couple. Uh, Thank God. Like not. <laughs> like I no. I was I a wa- long night. I really everyone. wanted to see the anti queens, and I missed them, which was too bad. That but sucks. That sucked. But I, uh, it was a long night, and we were out until yeah, like three in the morning. So, uh, and we're it's old. No offense to the bands. <laughs> just I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm just tired. Everyone. Yeah, I constantly have like waking dreams about uh, sleeping in a bed. <laughs> So, <laughs> um, that's as good a time as to, uh, any to end it. So, thanks for listening to Checkered Pass. Are you killing yourself? Yeah. It's <laughs> 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 uh, good time. It's good time. As any. <laughs> Kick. You, is that you kicking the bucket? <laughs> well, I was kicking the chair. For oh, me. I thought you were kicking the bucket. Like you were <laughs> kicking, kicking the bucket. The bucket. Is funny too. Yeah. Kick, Ooh. kick. <laughs> that's me kicking that's, the bucket. That's uh, uh, wait, wait, wait. There's something here. Wait, wait. Uh, no, I don't think there is. <laughs> <laughs> Pickles, Ro- bitch. <laughs> Robert, kick the bucket. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, okay. Yeah. I, that yes. was, I thought it was Yay. something. Yay. It was something. It was, it was a, something. a joke, I think. Thanks for listening to Checkered Past. <laughs> Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Checkered Past Pod or send us an email at checkeredpastpod at gmail.com. Ask a question for the show, suggest bands, bring us games to play, like, subscribe, tell your friends, and rate us five stars on Apple Podcast. This episode is produced and engineered by Joey. Our theme song is OAO by Edmonton's own Mad Bomber Society. Next week, we'll have Eric Dano from Holophonics on to discuss Bomb the Music Industry. Until next time, I'm Rob. And I'm Sylvan, unfortunately. And I'm Engineer Joey. <laughs> and in the immortal words of the Planet Smashers, I love Checkered Past the Scodcast and Pickles. Bitch. Bitch.